Welcome to Better Than Mario Brothers podcast, where each episode Mark and I dive into cinema's sewer. I am Chris Bolton. With me, as always, my partner in podcasting, Mr. Mark Williams. Hello. And in case you didn't guess from my intro, we are looking at 1995's Mortal Kombat. I really wanted to scream until my voice gave out for that, but I'm aware that my neighbours probably wouldn't like that, and I'm currently in a bit of a noise dispute with them. Uh, on there. <laughs> On their behalf, not mine. Uh, so I thought probably not a good idea. So I gave you my best listeners. I hope it was good enough. Uh, no not only that, here. to be fair, if, if, if you'd done that to shoot your voice out within the first minute, the show would be really fucking short. It would. Plus, I'd have blown your ears out as well. Uh, and I didn't want to tell you to take your headphones off first because that would ruin the surprise. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. Um, anyway, let's dive into it, I guess. Mortal Kombat 1995. Um, right. I, like, I watched this over a bank holiday. Okay. It's been a bank holiday here this week um if there is a better film to watch on a rainy monday bank holiday with a shitload of beer i don't think i've ever found it there are probably several million oh come on <laughs> i'm not eight bucks on this fucking thing i i bought it as well i paid a fiver for it though so uh, you got ripped off yeah, um, i'm not eight bucks on this fucking thing i mean i I've never. The problem I have is I'm not really. You know, I was never really into fighting games, um, and so when this was you know, when this was a thing in the '90s, I wasn't really that fucking bothered anyway. Um, and if I was going to be playing uh, beat 'em ups, I was going to be playing Street Fighter because that's what all my friends had. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was when this came about. I was like, all right, okay, well I'll give it a chance because like you know, we know we did um, we did Mortal Kombat Street Fighter on on Who Wins uh, about a year or so ago. Um, I thought right, I'll give it another go. I haven't seen this film since about 1997. And now I remember why. So this is probably, I don't know, 14th or 15th time I've seen this film. I'm, I'm guessing because it's a lot. Uh, when this came out, um, I couldn't go and see it in the cinema because I wasn't quite old enough. However, by the time it rolled around on video, I was old enough to purchase the VHS, uh, which I did so with pride. Uh, and then... Uh, proceeded to fall through a factory roof, drop 15 feet, and fracture my pelvis, resulting in six weeks off school. Guess what I did for six weeks straight? I, I watched masturbation's off the table at that point, isn't it? Well, well yeah, masturbation is difficult when you've broken your pelvis uh, and, and you're bedridden. Like, there's only so much you can make a mess of those sheets and explain that you were sneezing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. So I repeatedly watched Mortal Kombat. I did a few things while I broke my pelvis, okay? I remember distinctly playing Doom on the PlayStation, not the best version of Doom, okay? Yeah, so that didn't last that much time. My nan bought me Casper to watch on VHS, which is okay, but... Look. I watched it the other day with the kids, um, and I would happily put it on ahead of this any fucking like other week. 15, 16-year-old... I think, yeah, it was 15. 15-year-old 15 boy does not want to be watching Casper on repeat. However... Mortal Kombat is an entirely different kettle of fish. And particularly, again, on the, on the Who Wins episode where we talked about Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat, I think I was made my feelings pretty clear on there. I, I'm a beat-em-up fan. I was a beat-em-up kid. Certainly, Street Fighter 2 is still, in my opinion, the best video game of all time. Um, I was definitely more Street Fighter than I was Mortal Kombat. But as I said on that um, podcast as well, whilst I preferred the gameplay mechanics of Street Fighter, there's something about the lore and the characters in Mortal Kombat that I always found quite interesting. So to see them in live action uh, just just thrilled me. And, and I've had just a real... Look, I've got a soft spot for this film just the same way that I had a soft spot for Mario Brothers, which is why this podcast came about. And, you know, even watching it now for the first time in probably, I don't know, 20 years. Well, no, probably not that. Maybe 15, 16 years. 
first time in a long time anyway um as soon as the theme tune hit like in that intro I, i'm not kidding you the hairs on my arms started standing on end like just as soon as you heard the yell and it starts panning across the horse head with all the flames i'm just like this is amazing like it I, and here's the thing with this film okay if you aren't in within the first two seconds, by the time you hear Mortal Kombat and all the flames spring up and the fucking we start spinning around the logo. If you want in by that point, just turn it off. Just just forget it. <laughs> just... Generally, I would have. It's only because we were doing this that I didn't. Yeah. At that point, it's just like, look, if you're not in now, you're not going to be in. Um so yeah, I mean, let's let's dive into it then. That's our backgrounds with it. I mean, I, it's no, I I'm not burying the lead. I can't. All right, <laughs> I I have real enthusiasm for this film. Not so much its sequel, which is also on our list to do. Um, yes. But but this first one, I won't be buying that. Let's put it that way. Oh my god, that is the only film I have ever walked out of a cinema during. Like I I've fallen asleep in films and I've resoundingly complained about them afterwards. There is only one film I've ever walked out of and it is Mortal Kombat Annihilation. So I've still never actually seen the end. Um so God knows. I don't really want to pay money for that either, but might have to. Uh, yeah. it's a shame it's a shame there wasn't like a double pack with both of these. Well there was there was there was on iTunes, but it was like fifteen quid, as I'm not been paying that for it. Yeah, I mean, I I literally paid four ninety nine for this. It was three ninety nine to rent and four ninety nine to buy. And to be honest, I can't believe I don't already have it on DVD. So I, I was, was like, surprised. Actually, yeah. I'm doing that. I'm having it. I mean, for fuck's sake, I own the Double Dragon movie. Why don't I own fucking Mortal Kombat? That's also on our list. Um, yeah, yeah. No, I, I was picking through. Um, I think it was Friday night. Um, so wife was playing golf. So I was like, right, fine. Kids are in bed. I've got a couple of hours myself. I wish I'd watched porn instead, let's be fair. Um, I mean, this practically is. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's fight porn, which, again, I have no fucking interest in. Um, I mean, I, yeah, I was, I was looking through it. I thought, right, I'll, I'll find it on iTunes. I knew, I knew the sequel was on this. So I thought, it, there's bound to be a double header. And I looked it up. I was like, well, the, no, there was seven ninety nine each or the double pack for fourteen ninety nine. I thought, well, fucking hell. You know, I don't want to see the second one that much. There's not really yeah. any save in there. And that's clearly only because the, the reboot's just come out. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, if, if I bought it when we put the list together a year ago, we'd be—I'd have been laughing. It'd have been like three quid. Yeah, Annihilation would have been pennies. I still think you'd probably paid somewhere in the region of between five and seven quid for more yeah. combat because this—you know—this actually did pretty well. Hence bank, the sequel and the TV show. And like, I mean, this it, it had a budget of like eighteen million dollars, and it took in one hundred and forty. Oh, there you go. You know, that that no, that's some fucking Blair Witch level shit right there. Yeah, there you, you know, go. So I mean, uh, that that's what that's why they greenlit the sequels and the series and all the rest that came behind it. It's unfortunately they just didn't have any real idea of what they were doing with it. No, um, they, there are a lot of criticisms leveled at this film, which I will discuss <laughs> as we go through, and I'm sure you'll level some of them at the film as well. Um, but I think one thing that's clear is that there is a gigantic rift in quality between this and everything that comes after it like there are a lot of criticisms leveled at this but actually i think for the majority of the time what this does it does really well uh whereas afterwards they seem to lose the plot but let's let's talk about it as we go through and i'll, I'll address those as we go through so i mean yeah, okay. as i say first and foremost the intro i think is fucking great i love, the, I intro, love the... the intro is very good one thing i did find a bit dis uh, disjointing actually I, I i thought it when we had that intro when the flames come over the logo and everything that was the soundtrack is really fucking weird. It's like one of the best soundtracks ever. But, but it's <laughs> so disjointed because you get you get some bits, and I, I don't understand why. When you get the sort of the really 
and I, I'll sort of talk about it. it's it's a, it's a through the film thing. It's not just here, but you get it, it's almost it doesn't know what style it's going for. You get some very electronic, dancey sort of heavy bass stuff, mm-hmm. and then in some of the, the non-entity fights, like when Garo is um, dis- dismembering people, and you just see bodies hitting the floor, you get some heavy fucking guitar strings and all the rest. It's a really you no know, really sort of metal stuff. But then anytime you get your leads on screen and you want you want something really fucking pounding and really heavy, you get what's effectively the, the electronic version. And it just yeah. really bugged me. I, they just seemed, it's so inconsistent. I thought that if you if you're trying to use your soundtrack, I'm talking about the soundtrack again sold very well. I think it went platinum in like was it in, the, in less than a year? Uh, yeah, went it went platinum in less than a year. Um, so you know it obviously sold well, obviously appealed to people, but I just, it didn't seem to fit with what they were trying to do because they were trying to do too many different thing, things with it. So there's there's actually like quite a long and storied production history behind this film. Um, it, it's fascinating, by the way. If anybody like is interested, go and read. Um, it, there are plenty of articles online. It's yeah. well documented. Just go and read about the production of this film. It's 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 amazing that this thing even exists. Yeah. Um, but one of one of many arguments that were had between studio and creative was over the soundtrack. Studio wanted a full orchestral action movie st- score. And creative were just like, well, no, look, this is a video game. The kids like electronic music right now, so let's do that. And then they heard the theme, and everybody straight away was like, yeah, okay, we'll have that. Um, and so you kind of had that Suicide Squad effect to use modern parlance, where actually, like that first trailer dropped in the studio went, no, 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 we don't want what you've done, we want that. This was the same thing. All of a sudden, it was like, oh yeah, actually, you were right all along. Give us more of that. So they had to go and backfill that. Um, and then, as you say, like the, the soundtrack went on to become one of the biggest selling in history, I think, uh, if I remember rightly. Um, it, it sold massively well. And for my money, that, that Mortal Kombat theme, that I'm putting that up there with the all-time great movie themes. Like It tells you everything you need to know as soon as you hear it, You know, which is what a theme should do. Um, and, and it fits the brand perfectly. I, I fucking love it. Like I said, as soon as it kicked in, my hairs just stood on end. I was just like, oh, yeah, this is it. I'm 15 again. Um, I, I remember us discussing the reboot briefly um, in our um, players uh, D&D group on WhatsApp. And a few of our friends being quite excited about this reboot coming. And the first words out of my mouth were like, unless they get a theme as good as the original, like, forget it. Because it's so it's so important this theme. But anyway, yeah, I like the intro. I like that pan through. I, I like the, the sort of uh, initial sort of shots with uh, Shang Tsung and and sort of setting up Liu Kang's story. Um, however, the effects are fucking awful. Like yeah, that's gonna be a theme. dreadful. Oh yeah, they're they're awful all the way through. But it's clear straight away from the opening here that the effects are absolutely fucking abysmal. Yeah. Um, and then and then when we do cut over to Liu Kang for the first time, why is his apartment green? What is that? I was about? gonna say that. What, what is the Hulk cam about? Yeah. Because he because he's got the sort of pseudo mullet you you had in um so the eighties um uh, TV show Hulk as well. Mm. So I know, and obviously you know he's he's there with his shirt off and he's ripped as fuck. So he you no. Know, so why is why is the Hulk in this movie? And it just didn't make any sense. And they never they'd never do anything with that green motif again. If they'd used if that was a motif they used for Liu Kang all the way through, then you okay, there's something no, they they've done that intentionally, there's something about that. But to have gone in and lit that apartment in green and to to like just like that sequence, I thought, why have you done that? Yeah, it made no sense to me either, other than obviously they thought it looked good. Um yeah. I mean, look, you know, for 
we probably are going to have a lot more Paul W S Anderson movies on this podcast. It, this is another this is another Uwabol thing, all right? Where we we've we've got one or two to start us off, but the, you know you could look at the guy's whole career on this show. Um, but unlike Ball, I think one thing you can say about Paul W S Anderson is actually he is visually interesting. He does understand how to compose shot. He do, he certainly understands action. And part of me just thinks, you know, he's just there with the with the lighting guys on set, going, "Well, let's do that because it looks cool." Yeah, because uh, I, ca- I can't better, see. But... Yeah, I can't see any other reason why you would do it. No, um, I mean, I mean, thematically, there's nothing there. There's there's no, there's nothing in the shot. Things that no, you can't see anything. They're trying to hide. No, where they're going off. If, if we if we alter the coloration or if we just fix that, nobody's going to notice that fuck up over there. There's nothing like that because I, I I specifically paused it to look for something like that. Yeah, and no, just, I, I, there's nothing there. It's just um, it's just a weird green shot, and they never repeat it. No, I think I think it just looks cool, um, and it does. It looks cool, but I, I couldn't understand it. Um, then we're straight into Sonia storming the club, which is just fucking great. It's just not long enough. What a great little action sequence that is! Like yeah. she's got fucking big Linda Hamilton energy in this, just yeah. full on going through the club with a shotgun, searching yeah. for Kano. Like awesome, really, yeah. really good I, stuff. I, I, I agree. The scene itself is really good. I think the problem is it is too short and you don't get enough build-up before no. you get the payoff for it. And I no. think it's, sorry, it's a problem you're always going to have in this sort of ensemble piece whereby there's so many pieces you need to move around the board that you can't spend too long dwelling on them. And I think and if you look at the, the first Avengers film as an example, I mean, that was two and a half hours long because even though we'd already had set of films for most of them, we still we still felt the need to go and reintroduce the characters and where they were in the world and how, how you bring them all together. Uh, and they've not done that here. Obviously, not. I mean, you think, well, okay, they didn't necessarily need 40, 45 minutes to get into the story, mm. but they could have taken 10. Yeah, now, it's interesting you say that because I've got a lot of notes about the amount of time it takes to get into the story. Um, and also, the, the Avengers is an interesting comparison because it's one I draw in my closing statement as well. Um, <laughs> they, they, You know, they clearly were trying to build a franchise here very early oh, on. Yeah, definitely. You, you, you could see it. Um, and actually, the the big problem with this film for me... Um, and this kind of ties in actually to what I think is the criticism that most, most people level it as well. The criticism you often hear leveled at this film is that it is just a collection of fights with no story. Uh, I actually, wouldn't say that's fair. No, it the is fights completely are actually shit. The I fights think, are really short and really shit. I, I think the fights are really cool, but we can argue about that when we come to well, them. Well, I, I, I um, say shit, I'll, I'll, I'll quantify that when we get there, but I think given that it's a fight film, yeah, you don't, and and it, so much, especially so much is made of the, you, you, your central character, you, you, your scorpions, your sub zeros. They they're in it for fucking minutes. Well, yeah, that's that's the thing. They they're not in it uh, much at all, and that was the problem with Annihilation. Then was they made up for that and, and suffered from sequelitis. Um, but but you know everybody sort of I don't know whether it's Mandela effect or whether it was just something that was written in reviews at the time. But everybody constantly says this film is just a collection of fights. And actually, it's it's the complete opposite. If anything, there is too much story in here. I would um, say I put it on a par with something um, that we looked at um, Commando on Who Wins probably about a year ago. I put it on a similar par to that where you've you've got there is a lot of action in it, but mm. they they try there's there's so much story sort of hung on it that actually you don't get an, you don't really feel like you get enough of either because if you're looking at it being an action film, you don't get enough action, and if you're looking at it being some sort of heist thriller whatever which ha- just happens to involve fighting you don't get enough of that either yeah yeah and I, and i think that my main problem with it um comes from the fact that there is so much story because we essentially have three leads yes. and and they don't seem to be able to decide 
which one is our actual lead. Like, it, yeah. it feels like it's Liu Kang's story, and that's what they're going for, and that's fine. But then in that case, we give too much time to Sonya and Johnny as well. Yeah. Now, it's not very often you hear me complain about things like this, but actually all three of these leads do have complete arcs. They have mm. actual stories, right? So there is a story to this. What what this lacks is plot. It doesn't lack story, okay? Mm. Uh, and there is a difference. But we don't necessarily need the whole Sonya Kano. Like, yes, that's Sonya's story from the game as well, but it doesn't need to be explored quite as much as it is. Mm. Nor does Johnny's whole thing either with him having to prove himself. They just need to be there. They, yeah. they, if, if Liu Kang is our lead, then they're colour. Now, it's great to have them as such rounded characters, mm. but let's be fair everybody's here to watch them kick the shit out of each other. So just yeah, have exactly. just have Liu Kang concentrate on his story because making it about revenge as well, like, I, I get that, but and, and that's quite tropey as well for a martial arts movie, but to have that yeah. from the start, yeah. then kind of... And, and they even call... Like, Raiden calls him out in it early on as well, and says, yeah. that's not enough. You can't... So what this is missing is, is kind of Liu Kang's rise through the tournament from being the underdog to being yeah. the champion of Earth. And I think because this is a, he's uh, always the champion from the start because yeah. he's out for revenge. Yeah, and I mean they do, and it's a, um, they do it with with Liu Kang. So, no, that you don't get no, you don't get him coming up from no, yeah, no, he hasn't been fighting. He hasn't been with the, the Shaolin monks because he went to America. We don't see where he comes from. It's just straight away. It's right, okay, I'm going for revenge. Yeah. So, who, who is this guy? What no? What's his, what's his deal? Yeah. So you get that. The thing with um, Johnny Cage, I thought it's a really, again, really nice idea. And you could know you had this whole thing about not belonging and not deserving and all the rest of it. Him having to prove himself, but they kind of throw that away. So you, yeah. you have you have the bit with Hitner where um, Shao Tsung um, is pretending to be his mentor, mm -hmm. and so you get that scene where he says, "Oh yeah, you know, the, the, you get the the, the the magazine cover, which you know, suggests he's a fake." Or not. So you yeah. see that once or twice. But then apart from that, and the phenomenon. You get those two, those two images, and then you get his his no, the person playing his mentor, um, saying about oh well no there's this tournament that you could go and enter you could prove them all and all the rest of it, and then that disappears once they get to the tournament we don't deal with that anymore because all of a sudden he go, he goes back being a cocky Hollywood arsehole and his whole thing is I've got to save the day I've got to get the girl I've got to do this I've got to do that you don't you don't get any of this thing about actually can I beat him do I know no because I mean you no know, again not just the fact that he, there are questions about his ability in his own world. These are otherworldly beings with fucking magic powers. So yeah, the, I mean, that's that's something again. They, they needed to build on that. Yeah, rather than actually what you get, which is the fight with Scorpion, and then him again. Raiden just saying to him, "This is what you're afraid of." Basically, Raiden goes, "This is your story arc." Yeah, uh, and then he goes, "Yes, okay, I will challenge Goro to prove that I am the best fighter because he's the current champion." Mm. Um, so again, you have this kind of double-handed thing where technically. Johnny Cage is the champion because he beats the reigning champion. But in making the deal with Shang Tsung, Shang Tsung then gets to challenge Liu Kang. So it's all, it all works. Everything works. And normally I would not complain about the fact that we actually have complete character arcs for all these. Mm. Fucking hell, you wouldn't expect it in Mortal Kombat the movie. No. But there is too much of it. This needs to either be about Liu Kang or Sonya Blade or Johnny Cage. And to be honest, I have no preference. I think all three of them are actually really fucking good. Yeah. Um, like uh, Cage in particular, Lyndon Ashby, it, he's, he's just, he's full of charisma. Like yeah. he's, he absolutely owns every scene he's in. He's very entertaining to watch. Yeah. Um, you know, and the rest of the cast are really good as well. So I have no problem with any of that. It's just that there's too much of it. There's 
there's, there's too um, much for too short a period. I think um, Bridget Wilson again, as no, as um, Sonia, yeah. does a very good job. I think I personally would have liked to see more of her story because literally her whole thing is she's you no, know, she's going after Kano. He killed her partner. Within two minutes of them being on screen together, he's dead. Yeah, well, this, so, this is hang the on. There's, no, there's, there, you need to flesh that out. With there needs to be more of a story to that. It's it, it's better to not not really have it at all. As I say, just use him as a mechanic. Yeah. Just you can off Kano in this initial club scene. Yeah. and get her to the tournament, you know. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we get what we get. I think that is the the main criticism that I level at the film, is actually it's overstuffed, mm. um, which is the complete opposite of, what's mo- of what most people will tell you, because most people will tell you this is like, you know, 100 minutes of people punching each other in the face. It's not that at all. No, it's not. And I mean, I, as I'm, I'm grateful for that. I'm, I'm not into them. Like, even, even fight films and stuff. When, if you look at you know, all the stuff you had in the 80s, like in Kickboxer and stuff like that, People, no, there's a market for them. People like them. People love them. I could Hello. give two fucks. I do. They're love just not. Them. They're just not my sort of film. I'm not interested. Love them because I'm love not. In, because yeah. I'm not interested in, in fighting games. I'm not interested in martial arts. It's just not my thing. Yeah. So no, that and that's fine. But so going into this, I was thinking, right, okay, I remember. I remember seeing this fucking no, twenty years ago or whatever it was, and wasn't really bothered then. I haven't watched it since. And then I was, I was coming back thinking, right, okay, am I going to be going into this and looking at basically an hour and a half of fight porn? And I was surprised how much story there was in it. The problem I had is that where you needed the mecha- you needed the fight mechanic to move things on, there was actually not enough of that because they tried to shoehorn too much in. They'd be better off saying, right, okay, well, I mean, this is I think, 90 minutes and change. It's 104, I think. Is it really? Like yeah, yeah. yeah, it's quite long. Okay, 101. But then yeah. you, you, you take 10 minutes of that for credits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, you're looking at 90 minutes and change for the actual film. And I'm thinking, normally, normally, certainly nowadays, you, I'll watch a film and go, right, you could strip 20 minutes out of that easy. Mm-hmm. This one, I'm thinking you could have added 20 minutes in because the story was there, but the mechanics weren't. Yeah, I, a lot of, we'll talk about the tournament mechanic, I think, when we get to that second act of the film, because that is deeply flawed. Uh, and, and you're right, that is that is a big issue for the film. Um so yeah, um, to to move through the story, we we get introduced to to Cage. Yeah, we we've talked about the fact that Shang Tsung's um, sort of impersonated his mentor, and like I said, as soon as he appears on screen, he's just fucking he's awesome. To to the point where I'm led to believe I've not seen the new one yet, but everything I've read um, said that they've basically made a conscious decision not to have Johnny Cage in it, right? Because okay. he is he is too big a personality as a character, and apparently well, that, Kano that in this one is already a big. So they've actually exactly what we've just said, and you know they've they've gone on record saying, well, look, if we get to a sequel. We can use him in the sequel now because you'll have a sequel that features Johnny Cage. You've got something to look forward to. But to just throw him in with everything that's in the original is just too much. Yeah. And I mean, that that scene actually as well where he's on set and you get the fight, the the, the stunt fight, and he walks off and he's having a pissing contest with the director. That was supposed to be Spielberg. Ah. Um, But scheduling fucked it. Apparently Spielberg was up for it and he just didn't have time to do it. Can you fucking imagine? I know. That would have been amazing. Um, We should actually point out, yeah, at this point, the... um, I like I like the fake out of it. Like obviously, if you're a fan of the game, you know exactly what's coming. But I like the fake out of him coming in, and you know it's it 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 is a sort of '80s fight film trope. It looks like it could be yes. straight out of something like fucking Kickboxer or Hard Target or any of those Van Damme films. Um, and then of course you get you get your um, your first use of the line, "This is where you fall down." Yeah, uh, which they'll call back to later on. It works really well. So again, there is intelligent writing in yeah. this. Okay, there is There's some intel- shit dialogue as well, though. There is some shit dialogue as well, but there's also some fucking awesome dialogue. Um, some of it is genuinely funny. Yeah. Um, Don't get me wrong. The, the, so the, there were moments where I was watching it, and I did know I, some of the some of the lines. I was thinking, oh, fuck, that's okay." 
And no, they were bitter. I was thinking, okay, that's not too bad. But I mean, and we'll, we'll get through them. We go as we go through. We'll come across them as we go through them. But they were just you no. Know, there were bits I just didn't like. But you know, that that I thought was quite good. It worked really, really well. And so you will call back to it later on. So that was good. Um, and that the scene again. So the scene at the start where at the start of that sequence where the hangar door opens and he comes in. So it's you know, it's all sort of silhouetted. You and you only got the middle third of the screen. So you got you know, the either side is blacked out. Then you get the, the guys all line up and you've got they've all got fucking staffs and cattle prods and that that's all really good, really atmospheric. And yeah, it it works really well because if if you don't know what's coming, you think what's he walking into? And yeah. it's only then where the guy doesn't fall down and he's like, this is where you fall down, and then walks off and has a strop. It's like, all oh, right, okay, fair enough. Yeah, I think it's really well handled. Um, but then you know, just as we've had that sequence with with Sonia and we've we've really got into her, and then. We get the sequence with with Cage, and we're really getting into him and his character because he's so charismatic. We just get dumped straight back to Liu Kang again, so yeah. we barely got to know those guys. And then we get the explanation because he's gone back to the temple and stuff like yeah. that. And he goes from "This is a stupid idea, fuck your tournament" to "I'll be your champion in a matter of seconds." Yeah, like, and, and this is exactly what we're saying. There's no progression from there it feels like what is needed is his no fuck the to- he needs to have a chip on his shoulder about this my brother died for this tournament fuck this tournament this is all stupid i'm just out for revenge and then it needs whether it's raiden or whether it's the fact that i don't know maybe he's friends with cage and cage enters and you use the whole apollo rocket whatever you want to do yeah he needs a reason to go all right actually i need to knuckle down and enter this tournament this well, is the I'm- only way i'm getting shang Tsung. Well, the thing is, I mean, really, the the way you'd have seen this in probably every fucking 80s action movie ever made would be that he says no, his brother steps up to take his place and gets yes. killed. Yes. And then that's why he goes on his on his revenge arc. Yeah. That's where that comes from. That's, that, that's what I was saying, where, where the revenge needs to come later. It was yeah. too early to front load it. Yeah. He needs so to, to be... have your very first shot, or your very first couple of shots being where Shang Tsung kills him, yeah. as a you're next. Yeah. So, why is he next? Who is he? Why, exactly. Why so and that, that's that was that was one of the things that jarred me straight away. Apart from the the, the Hulk uh, lighting, was that hang on, who is this guy? Obviously, I know he's Liu Kang, but from a that's, from the film point of view, look, why? No, we've seen he's having this dream, and no, you're next, and all the rest of it. Does the old Goldberg thing? Who cares? At this point, I'm not invested enough to actually give a shit. No, and and that that is the problem. Is that is the problem with the, with the narrative? It, it's Liu Kang's story isn't just isn't right is, is the thing it is a complete story it's just not right for the match with the tournament yeah um but then you know we get obviously off he goes we get we get introduced to raiden first christopher lambert just chewing scenery uh which he does yeah. anyway uh but enjoying it he, he brings such relish to this like he's always he got does. a real cheeky smirk on his face where he's and, and actually again if you read about the the production history like he was he was doing this for a reasonable fee yeah um but they had, much like Uwabal does now, they had decided they would shoot all of his stuff uh, on a stage in close-up and then yeah. insert him into the film. So out of his own pocket, for shits and giggles, he just went, no, fuck off. I'm going to Thailand or whatever it was they were filming. He's just like, fuck this. this is, I'm yeah. doing this for fun. Yeah. Uh, so he is just having an absolute blast in this. You can yeah. see it. He brings real, real mischief and energy to Raiden, which I really like. Um, so... Yeah, then we get, um, they're about to go on the boat, and it's the first time we get sort of Liu Kang and Cage in a scene together. And straight away, these two guys, the dynamic between them is fantastic. Like I said, this cast is really good, but they straight away have that kind of odd couple chemistry that you're looking for, you know? Like, they're going to have to team up, but right here and now, they fucking hate each other. They're complete polar opposites. 
Yeah, and I mean, this is one of the points where I didn't like the writing, um, where you get them. So you get the thing where he automatically assumes that, you know, being an Asian man in Hong Kong or wherever they are, that you know, clearly he's a valet. Yeah. Because, you know, as you would. Um, so he, you know, he, 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 you know, he goes down the whole road of, you know, I pay, you carry, you know, condescend the foreigner, and yeah. Liu Kang chucks his suitcase in the water. And instead of getting fucked off about it, he says, oh, good job I didn't ask him to park the car. So who does that? Who's quipping at that point? I liked it. I mean, oh, you've got to remember this is a look. You've got to remember this is a dumb '90s action movie, and you've it, got it to is, be up for even, that. Even then, you're saying, "Well, fucking, hell, it's it doesn't it just doesn't ring true because you no, know, it's it's not the sort of thing. You no, know, even with, with what we've what we've seen of him is that if he has this whole inferiority complex, he has this whole thing of is he worthy, and he's just seen somebody else reading this fucking magazine saying he's a fake. The last thing he's going to want is to be one upped by somebody he thinks is a fucking valet, and he just takes it far too well. I guess. Um... It's a good line though, made me laugh. I didn't, like, it, no, like I said, like I said, you're e- you're either into this or you're out, aren't you? I think. Oh, I, I, I was I, out at this point. Yeah, I, was, I mean, this is this I think is I by about four fucking times to go make coffee at this point. This, this, this is by no means like the worst writing I've seen in a film of this kind. Do you know what I mean? So I'm just <laughs> no, like, that's, that's this is this is actually some of the best. Like that, I think that's that's quite a good line. Um, and then we sort of get this discussion between them all and, and Raiden appears um, on, again, just a beautifully lit shot. They're clearly on a soundstage, not on a ship, but it's beautifully yeah. lit uh, all all day for night with this blue moonlight and Raiden's sort of eyes are sparking and stuff. Yeah. looks really, really beautiful. Uh, and we get our exposition and the story is like, this is where you get the story that everybody says is non-existent. It is. It's here. Or the plot, I should say, not yeah. the story, because the story lies with all of our characters. But you get the plot laid out for you here yeah. about the tournament and how they need 10 straight victories and they've had their ninth. And it's just absolute bollocks, complete nonsense. Yeah. Why but, 10? Why not 43? You know, it's one of seven. Because in the game, it's 10. Um, that's no. why. It, but uh, again, it's just saying, well, fuck no. It's, it's, again, it's just far too convenient. It's far too round and neat, isn't it? It is. It is. It's, it's absolute bollocks. But here's the thing it is absolute bollocks. But unlike something like Mario, or unlike just about every other single fucking video game adaption in history, it knows that it's absolute bollocks. And Liu Kang even fucking calls it out. Even says how ridiculous it all is. They know that this plot is absolute horseshit. Oh, it's way for thin at this point. To its credit, it does pick that up. And I think that no, that was something where, you know, as you said, Liu Kang, Liu Kang calls him on it. But yeah, you just know you think it's not. It's it's my bugbear with adaptations. Anyway, you don't have to be slavish to the source. No, if you're if you're adapting, then do what's best for the product, not for the no, not for your adapting. And we, we say this in Game of Thrones all the time. Or we did in early seasons when they when they were still trying to be slavishly faithful to the books. If it doesn't work with the medium you're working in, change it. Don't use it. Yeah, yeah. Change it. Do what no. Do what you need to do with it to make it right. I, I totally agree. And and the tournament mechanic is the big problem with the plot because they don't the stories that we have don't fit with this tournament mechanic. To fit with the tournament, it has to be really cage should be our lead to fit with the tournament because it should be about proving yourself. It should yes. be about defending the realm because you're the best and you want to be the best and you need to train and you need to lose and then work yourself back. You know, we've seen this a million times. Okay. We've mentioned them earlier on. We've seen it in kickboxer. We've seen it in blood sport. We've seen it in karate kid. We've seen it in Rocky. We've seen it. We've seen this film a million times. This is that except they're fighting for the fate of the realm and there's fucking monsters and ninjas right that's your fail and that i'm led to believe is what the new one is like we'll see uh, but that 
that is your tournament film. Yeah. Then your film about the lore of Mortal Kombat, of which there is a lot, you know, is all of this stuff about Sonya and Kano and, you know, about Liu Kang and his brother, you know, and actually each of these could have their own fucking film. Yes. Like you made the comparison to the Avengers and it's one that I kept coming back to as well because I'm watching it thinking, well, actually, I'd watch the Sonya film. I'd watch the Cage film. I'd watch the Kano film. Where did he come from? You know, I'd watch all of it. I think to be fair, that was that would probably be a lot more appealing to me because at least I'd know where these characters came from. I would probably give more of a shit. I think they did do something along that elk with a load of like TV episodes, not the main TV right. series. And I wouldn't swear there, by there, it, but I yeah, think there, there is two, like there a two series. There was a live action one and it was an animated one. I believe yeah. the animated one was a lot better. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure they did something like that. But, you know, you, that, what I'm saying is there is enough thought and depth gone into these characters and their stories to do that. It's just the plot, which is there's this tournament for the fate of the earth, doesn't serve the stories at no, all. No, it doesn't. No, I mean, you'll know this. I, I don't. I haven't done as much research as I should have, really, um, because I couldn't be asked. Um, but I know that as the games progressed, they built up this, built up the story and the lore and the rest of it. Was this in the original game? Always the original game, just you fight you. No, no, no. The original game was was always about like there is this right, tournament okay. for the fate of the realms. Right. Um, yeah, this, this is Mortal Kombat. That's okay. what it is. That's where the name like, comes they, from. I know they introduced elements of the second one. Like they introduced um, reptile and yep. um, katana. Yeah, um, who was in through the second game? Um, so I, I wasn't sure. I mean, I know we talked about when we do who wins as well. I'm not up on the law. Yeah. Uh, same as I wasn't in when we did it then. I wasn't on Street Fighter either because yeah. I'm not so, into that type of game, so I never really cared. Yeah. Um, the only thing that's appealing to me now is because um, you can get them on uh, PlayStation now. You can get uh, Mortal Kombat 11, but you get all the add-ons as well. So where, where they've done like a Robocop skin and in um, whatever yeah. else they've done, you can get them all now. So yeah. that's quite that's quite interesting to see how, how those mechanics work because I, I, I again I'm just curious for crossovers but no, I, I don't really care enough about the game to really want to pick it up. Like pretty much everybody is in Mortal Kombat at this point. Like yeah. it, it's it's like Capcom have got Marvel that they can cross with Street Fighter, and yeah. Mortal Kombat has fucking everything else. <laughs> like you got Terminator, you got Robocop, you got Predator, you got fucking Alien. Like everybody's in fucking Mortal Kombat now. But yeah, it it, it was always this tournament. Right. There was okay. a sort of battle for the realms. Um, and the characters ring pretty true as well to that extent, you know, with Shang Tsung taking souls and things like that. It all, yeah. it all he, rings he, pretty he true. Could, he could shapeshift, couldn't he? Or he could yes. kill people and shit like Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, there, now, there is there is a line of dialogue here which which I instantly called bullshit on. Um, I mean, I, there isn't many that I call bullshit on, to be fair, but there is one massive logic gap here. Raiden says that, you know, these three are Earth's last hope because he's looked into the soul of everyone in the tournament um, and, and he knows who's capable. I said, right, if you've looked into everybody's soul, surely you know who's going to win, not which three might win. Yeah. Surely you know. that. If you've looked into their souls and you know they ain't going to win, why take them? Yeah. You, are just, you are just leading them to their death unnecessarily. Well, I mean, you, ha- you have the token friend who, you know, who, who gets apollo'd. And apart from that, you don't know. You, when, like, when they get off the boat, off the boat, they're walking up the beach. There's like 50 humans get off that boat. Yeah, but don't forget, Raiden doesn't actually choose them. Mm. Shang Tsung's gone out and recruited yeah. them. Raiden's just coaching them. I, it's, again, it's, it's, just, it's, it's far too... It's just... it's. I know why they've done it. They've done it to fill the screen, so it doesn't look like you've only got three people on a beach. Yeah. But it's just one of those things, oh, fuck, well... No, and same with... We, you see them later on. Once Goro's unleashed and he starts just breaking people, 
and you just get the fucking Power Rangers bit where they all know land on land on their back, go oh, and roll over and die. Yeah, and there's like ten of them. It's like, well, why? No, what's the point in them? This is literally no, they just twenty seconds body count. Yeah, yeah, it, it's body count, and actually, yeah. I I think it needs more of that. I think we need to see more randos just but getting if, punched if in the face. That, if you're going to do that, do it, but don't just do it here. Yeah, again, not here, see, but at that point, we need to see progression through the tournament again, much like. Again, trophy, but we know how it works. With Rocky, you'll get the fades and you'll get the bell ringing as the rounds pass, and you'll yeah. see a montage of fights. Yeah. Um, so you don't get that. Here. You got, you're building up to you, know, yeah, you yeah. get Goro going through, you get Kangaroo going yes. through, you get, build to it, not just go, oh, well, we'll have a random fight between you and you, then one between you and you, but then there's no progression for you and you because we don't want that. We Next fight will be in another like an underworld somewhere with Scorpion and, and Cage, and then we'll just go off and do something completely different. I said, like, well, hang on. How does your tournament actually work? Yeah, this this is the thing. They they haven't thought about the tournament mechanics at all. Yeah. And it does suffer because of that, without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. Um and that, that's... Well, I mean they, they don't the other thing they don't do is they don't put people they don't really put people against each other. You would always in the I don't know about you, as I have played it, I wasn't really interested, but I have played it with friends. So there were there were several you know, you'd always try and everyone have their own fucking dream match effectively. But they they shy away from the, the big the big ones so much that the, the fight with, with Cage and Scorpion doesn't really go on long enough. The fight with Kang and Sub Zero. Oh come on! Cage and Scorpion's actually been voted one of the best fucking fights of all time. You realise that, don't you? Couldn't it's, care. That. It's fucking phenomenal. Like how metal do you want a fight to be? They fight in hell for Christ's sake! But, you know, but it's yeah, amazing. But if you're going to do that, make something of it. They, they do. I mean, for me, they don't make enough of it. It's not, it's not, there's too there's too much of the slapstick where you know he's up he's up on the thing he kicks so he kicks the leg out oh shit and you know he goes over in fucking slow motion all this sort of stuff. So well if you if you're going to take it seriously take it seriously if you're not then don't but don't try and blend it to a point where nobody I I, I was sat there at this point I said we're probably about forty minutes into the film I'm thinking fuck me I really can't be asked for this I really cannot be bothered it's only because we were doing this show I actually finished it and Whereas I was I was, I was, I was fucking fully loving it by that point but we're not even there yet like we're only no. 20 minutes in um and we've had a 20 minute intro to all three of our lead characters which to be fair is fucking impressive for a video game movie like i i fully salute that we understand who all of these characters are there are too many of them but we understand who all of these characters are which is more than most fucking films would do of this ilk oh god yeah um I mean, the fact no, say it, it, it's a that's a 100 minute movie 10 minutes for credits so it's a ninety-minute flick, and you've you've spent this long setting up with the characters are before you even get to the tournament. Yeah, I know that that's fucking impressive. And then once we're actually on the island, then as well, well, and on the boat itself, you know, yes, the CG is fucking abysmal. Yes, but as bad as the CG is, the sets are fucking stunning. You can you can you can see where a lot of money has gone, especially where where you get once you get to the island and you get fucking gargoyles and you get all the sort of the cliffs and all the the, the actual. The set of the rooms where the set pieces are. I mean, it's all no. You can see where the money's gone. You can see where they spent their 18, 18 million bucks. And you think, yeah, that's great, but it is really let down by the CG, unfortunately. Oh, the CG's fucking awful. Like Rep, this is where we meet Reptile for the first time. Yeah, um, and Reptile from Monsters Inc. Yeah, he just looks like something from a fucking N sixty four game. He's absolutely awful. Yeah. Um, he also so, serves no real purpose, so I don't know why he's even fucking there, to be honest. By the time they were making the film, the second game was out, and he was a popular character. Yeah, well, that, like, that's how it. Do we, how do we shoehorn it in? Well, everybody liked Reptile because he was kind of the third secret one and he spat acid. And spat he was acid, clean. yeah. That so was everybody it. liked Reptile, so you have to go in there. Um, 
and then we get we get some more fucking attempted work on the plot and it you know we're where we're at the fucking dining hall and stuff and it, like like it's it's just bollocks the plot is utter bollocks but like i've written here like the, the plot is bollocks but i don't think this is actually a bad script like everyone has a reason to be on this island and in this tournament and we know what it is and they all like our three leads have good chemistry you know it's just that there's it's overstuffed but all of the pieces are there and that's fucking rare in most of the fucking films we talk about on this yeah. show it's rare for everything to be in place yeah you know so I mean, the other thing that did um when we get to this of uh, this bankruptcy we, you so again it looks really really impressive where you've got you no know, scorpion sub-zero leading in not all the fucking ninjas wherever they are and that and you get a throwaway line again or well, they don't really like each other but they're under my control and they'll do as they're told or whatever the line was you think, oh, fuck. There's a bit more of that. So, who are these people? Why are them? Why are they not just standard ninjas? Well, that yeah, build, that build on that. That is a whole film in itself. Um, oh, and again, I think I think that's something they've rectified in the UN as well. I think they go in pretty heavy on the Scorpion Sub Zero law, uh, of which there is masses, and they are yes, uh, ancient enemies. Um, I think it's more just a case that again they they wanted to shoehorn them in the film. Um, yeah. And you know, I, yeah, so that was disappointing because I didn't remember. I knew they were in. I didn't remember much about what what their involvement was. Um, and I just like, well, okay, well, fine. If you're going to throw that bit in, the fact that no, they don't like each other. Why don't they like each other? What no, what has come from yeah, that? Where does, they, where does that go? It, it feels like happens with it. Yeah, it feels like that's being set up for one of them to have a face turn. It feels like that's being set up for Scorpion to eventually get a face turn and kill Sub Zero um, when Sub Zero is about to. I don't know, like fucking freeze johnny's balls off or something uh but they they never really see that yeah. through because it's just a case of getting them in the film um then we meet goro who is just fucking amazing like say what you like about the cgi say what you like about the fight say what you like about the sets i'm having nothing said about goro because at this point in the mid 90s as well the choice the actual choice to go no do you know what he's gonna be a fucking puppet deal mm. with it yeah like because that's a real thing, and he still looks fucking amazing. Looks a lot more convincing than all the fucking CGI they use. Absolutely does. I think he's fucking great, and it works really well as well. I think they were, for the most part, when you see him, the arms kind of move in tandem. Yeah, um, yeah, they do. There are, but there done. are occasions where there's slight, and I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm saying it's actually a good thing. It's all there are points where they move independently. Yeah, like no, like he is actually controlling like he's, the like arms. He's, yeah, yeah. And I think again, I think that's the difference between having having anything animatronic or anything being puppeted at this point and the CG because to CG it they said they said right okay well we'll just splice his, his actual arm off mm. uh, on on the on the um, on the computer and then it's, uh, stick another one on so when that his right arm goes up both of them go up yeah so I think they did it was a really good choice and it works really well um, and again I think, you know, as as a, as a mechanic again I, I I don't know enough of the, the story and all the rest of, of Mortal Kombat but I think oh, as a as a potential threat at this point it works really well because he looks fucking you know, he's he's bigger than everybody else he looks imposing he looks you know, having the extra arms he looks fucking mean and it works really well because at this point you were introducing what would generally be our end of Act One beginning of Act Two this is our threat for the next for the next sort of fifty sixty minutes. So it, it works well. Timing wise, yeah, okay, it's probably a bit later than you'd normally expect for a ninety-minute film, but it works. Really, no, it, it does work really well. And the scene, exposition heavy as it is, again, I don't mind it. No, it's fine because I'm just concentrating on Goro because he looks yeah. so good. So I, I just fucking go with it. Um, you know, and then then the fights properly start. You know, um, and look, I, I, all right, you don't like him, you don't like 
fight films. So fair enough. I think they're fucking amazing. Primarily because like they they're not amazingly flashy, but fucking hell they feel weighty. Um, and that's probably because they were actually genuinely kicking the shit out of each other. Um, like again, if you if you read into the into the history of this film, like they it, like they were constantly having to fight with broken ribs and stop yeah. for breaking because they literally were just kicking the shit out of each other. Yeah, it, um, it, it wasn't stunted. And I, I remember reading earlier on today that the guy who played Cage's name, I can't remember, he was the only one who was seriously injured. He had a lacerated kidney. There um, you go. I mean, we shouldn't laugh about this. It's not funny. But that's but yeah, why that's, they look that, like yeah. you fucking feel these punches. And, of course, you've got that amazing fucking score behind them. And then you get, like, the really stupid shit as well, which, again, you're either going to be in for or not, okay? But, like, Kang's first fight, for instance, he's fighting the guy that actually looks like DJ from the Street Fighter yeah. franchise, which has always fucking fried my mind that he's just some rando the senior that they happen to make look like DJ. Um, but... He's sort of fighting him, and, and they have these poles which they twirl around and stick in the ground. Then yeah. they do a pose down, only to like just move around a bit and then instantly grab the poles. So you're like, right, okay, why did you put the poles in the ground? Yeah. Why did you bother with the pose down? And the only answer is because it looks fucking cool. Because they want to do what's in the game before you have every and fight. I'm, they do their poses. If you're going to do all that, right with that, have, have, <laughs> if you're going to do that, have them pose with with the weapons. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, well, it's just so they could do the move where they fucking yeah. flip over and grab the... Look, it's fine. It's the rule of cool. One thing that happens once we get into the tournament now, once this these fights properly start, is the rule of cool just always wins out. Like, if they could do something ridiculous, it's like... It's almost like they're daring each other. Like, they've gone, yeah, that would be cool. But now, take it a step further. Let's do, let's do this instead. Um, so, I love that. Um, then we get the Sonya Kano fight. Um, now... It's at this point, and I, I used to, I remember thinking this when I was a kid as well. I don't know why it took me so long to remember it this time out as well. So this point, I'm watching it going, the one character that really isn't explained, I've already said it, is, is Kano, because his prosthetic is not used or no. explained at any point. He just no, has the only The only reference you get is right at the start in the club where um, uh, um, where he said, he said if, you, if, if you mock me again or you, you mess up again, you, you'll need to see an eye dog. That's the only yeah. reference you get to the fact he's got this this faceplate and this this um this cybernetic part anyway. Yeah, and it's just completely thrown away. And I think that Kano as a character actually is completely thrown away because this this whole fight it lasts about two minutes. He is thrown away. It's because he, he he just doesn't belong here. Like I said, they would have been better off dealing with him in the intro and then leaving him for a sequel. Yeah, because I mean, it doesn't make this... a lot of sense anyway. Because okay, okay, he's sided with the others, but you know, surely he is of Earth and thus should be on the Earth realm side. Well, it depends what you've been promised on the other realm, doesn't it, I suppose? Because he is a merc and he makes very clear that he's a merc and he's some sort of prince of the underworld on Earth. So I I don't have an issue with that. I just have an issue with the fact that actually, yeah, you're right. He is thrown away. And this whole Kano Sonya story can be much bigger. But because it's rammed in here with Johnny and Liu Kang as well, we don't really see enough of it. Um, also, you know, we do need to mention that Sonia just totally flat out fucking murders him in cold blood. Yeah. He even begged for his fucking life. Yeah, give me a break. Okay, snap your neck. Yeah, that's pretty that's fucking cold. cold. Yeah, that's pretty fucking cold. Um, kind of like it though, but it's it's pretty cold. Like she's. Well, I, I mean, at, at this point, again, it's no, it's it's what people watching this film who've gone into it on the back of the game will expect because yeah. the whole thing is that you kill your opponent. Yes. So, yeah. yeah, that's what she's got to do. That's not, it's a fight to the death. It's who wins, effectively. 
It, it is, yeah. So, okay. It's so, our idea, the bastards. Yeah. So this is supposed to be a tournament, right? So we've yeah. seen our, our first fight with Liu Kang. We've seen our first fight with Sonya, right? They're fighting in a tournament. And yeah. it seems apparently we only need to see them. We don't need to see anyone else fight, okay? Which yeah. makes the tournament feel very small. Um, what makes it feel even less like a tournament, though, is the fact that Johnny's fight with Scorpion just happens or starts randomly in the middle of the woods. Yeah. Like, you know, everybody else gets to fight in an arena of sorts, whether it be on a beach or, yeah. Johnny, no, Scorpion just jumps him in the woods. Yeah. Again, though, like, makes no narrative sense whatsoever. Again, rule of cool, this fucking five minutes here, this fight is, I, I'm sorry, I know you don't like it, but it's fucking phenomenal. To be fair, could care, no, that, that's my, this is my whole problem with them, could care less. It's phenomenal, like, even, even down to, like, the CG's pretty bad all the way through, but... It, it, like it, it's just ingrained in my brain from when I was a kid. Well, there's a point where, like, they go down the route, um, and I'm glad they do, of making scorpions, um, sort of uh, rope spear things, like these kind of almost sentient yeah. serpent creatures, which is great because they sort of are that anyway. But then there's the point where he's, one of them, like, Cage jumps out of the way, and one of them slams into a tree, and it just explodes into just blood yeah. and guts. That's fucking amazing. Like the level of thought that's gone into that of like it would have been so easy to just have it stick itself in the tree, but no, yeah, it's, it's a yeah, real thing. Yeah, you'd so, expect at that point to just be you know, a, a rope on a with a spike on the end of it. And yeah, you'd be more expected to just go through the tree. Yeah, so it doesn't. It just gets stuck in the tree, and then they end up fucking fighting. Like it's not hell. I know it's this no. fucking weird. Never, but it, it, for all intents and purposes, it's fucking hell. They have an amazing fight on the bridge. Scorpion takes his fucking mask off and it's a fucking skull and he's breathing yeah, fire cool. and it's just that, that metal as fuck. This is the most metal fight that's ever existed, I think. It's fucking unbelievable to the point where he sets a fucking shield on fire. I'm not even sure that's fucking possible. But Scorpion manages to set a fucking shield on fire and, and Cage cuts his head in half with it. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. And then it ends... With this fucking close-up of Johnny's autograph, which like, where the fuck did that come from? Yeah. Like, what the hell? But never mind, because it is the most metal as fuck thing I think I've ever, especially like 15-year-old Chris is just like, this is amazing. Um, yeah, 15-year-old yeah, Mark and nearly 4-year-old Mark could care less. I wasn't that bothered. 15-year-old Chris thought it was amazing. 40-year-old Chris still thought it was amazing, particularly after about four pints. Um, Maybe that's so, where it went wrong. Maybe I wasn't drunk. You should have been fucking drinking, seriously. Um, to be honest, so, I, felt, I, I feel like I should have been drinking too. Yeah. For yeah. the other reasons. You definitely should have. Um, and then the bit that annoys me the most, actually, out of the whole film, this is a bit that really fucking sticks in my fucking more. this. Um, we get this discussion then between Liu Kang and Katana where she says, for your next, to win your next fight, use the element which brings life. Or just tell him, just yeah. fuck the riddles of it all. The yeah. world is at stake. Just but say, this, I, the big sub-zero, use water. That's all you... the, the stupid thing here, again, this is a logic gap, that it's mortal combat. You go into a fight, somebody yep. has to die. Yep. Them's the rules. Yep. So why does none of them, have, neither of those have to die? How neither, does that work? Neither of who have to die. Liu Kang and Katana. Oh, They're right. Yeah, having yeah. that fight on the beach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, no, no, it's all very stagey and all the rest. And she gives him these clues and stuff. But surely, if this is part of the tournament, which it looks like it is because she's summoned yeah, in and all the rest of it, yeah, yeah, yeah. one of those has to die. Because you're that's right. how the tournament yeah. works. Yeah, you're right. Although, they're not told at any point to finish the other one, are they? Because generally... 
Well, you have to finish a fight, though. Whether or not you're instructed to kill the other one or not, you still have to finish the fight. Well, no, that's generally what happens, though, isn't it? Is Shang Tsung will say, finish him, or it'll be the point of, I'm going to kill you because otherwise you're going to kill me. If they fight to a stalemate, pretty much like they have here, and one's on the floor, you actually see it, I think, twice altogether, where Shang Tsung says, finish him, and then claims the soul. Um, he does it, he certainly does it with the first guy that Luke Kang fights. Yeah, he does, the first guy, he does it well. with um he does it with Cage, he no. does it with Cage's friend as well, yeah, when he fights Goro. So that's. But why yeah. does that? Why is that not the thing every time? I don't know. That's something that needs explanation. But I think that yeah, I I can see where you're coming from, but I can also see how this works because they haven't been told. Well, to well, they haven't been told to finish each other, and they're not going to kill each other. Whereas like Sonya is gonna kill Kano because she's been trying to kill him for the whole fucking forty odd minutes of the movie so far. Cage is going to kill Scorpion because if he doesn't, Scorpion's going to kill him. Kang's going to kill Sub Zero because if he doesn't, he's going to kill him. But Kang's not going to kill the DJ guy because he's just another dude. So Shang Tsung has to be like, well, no, you have to finish him. Kang doesn't, in fact, finish him either. So he doesn't kill him either. So if that's the case, then at that point, Kang probably should have been disqualified. Well, no, because the other dude is dead at that because because his soul's gone. Yeah, but Kang doesn't do that. So no, he's, victory's he's... not Kang. So there's no difference between that and this, is there? But again, if that's your mechanic, you need to explain that. If that's how your tournament works, surely you need to explain that. You, that's relying too much on, on, on. That's relying too much on you reading into it. Again, if you're going to do it, you, you have to. You can't. But then, but then, at no point have they said you have to kill the other person. It's just a tournament. But that's we the whole thing. Of, that's the whole point of Mortal Kombat. Well, no, the whole point of Mortal Kombat is the immortals battling for their realm. All the fatalities and stuff are in the game, but you don't have to perform them, do you? Just like at no point do they say here that you have to do these things. Shang Tsung claims his soul, but Liu Kang doesn't kill him, just like he doesn't kill Katana here. In fact, I don't think, other than Sub-Zero and Shang Tsung at the end, I don't think Kang kills anybody. Kills reptiles well. Oh, he does kill reptiles well. Yeah, okay, so he is a bit of a murderous bastard. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 just, I just think it relies too much on you. I, you, you either have to read too much into it or you have to know the game. I don't, if, if you're no, going no, no, into no, this, no, no, I not think, knowing it, I think I, this it doesn't is, work. This is you thinking that they have to kill everybody rather than you haven't been told that they have to kill anybody. But then what's the fucking point? Well, because they're fighting to save the realm. But if you don't kill them, then surely they'll, they'll kill you. I, don't, I just don't get it. I that, don't yeah, but that's what I'm saying. In, in the matches like with Scorpion, then yes, you are fighting for your life. Because if you don't kill him, he is going to kill you. But when you're in a situation where you've got two humans battling, or like where you get Luke and Katana battling who are on the same side, then they're not going to kill each other, are they? But then that's just a completely flawed fucking setup from, from the, the organisers in the first place. Well, yeah, but that's, that's Shang Tsung playing mind games, isn't it? He wants... Liu Kang to fight Katana because those two are sort of trying to ally up. So he wants to see if they'll kick the shit out of each other. That's a bit of a stretch. It's not. That's a classic. That's like we're going to pick like when it when people get captured in sci-fi films all the time. Look at Kirk and Spock, for instance. Right. We're going to make you fight. Yeah. You see it all the time. We're going to make our two allies fight because then we're going to he's sizing them up, essentially. Shang Tsung is still sizing up Liu Kang and he knows that Katana is a threat. So he wants to see where they stand. It makes perfect sense. It makes I, I, perfect I didn't get sense. it. I didn't, it didn't come across. I think that's you looking for something that's not there, though, rather than... No, I, I've seen stuff that's not there. That's the problem. Yeah, it's exactly. Yeah, it was, it's not a gap, though. You're looking for something that doesn't need to exist in the plot. It doesn't need to be a thing that they have to kill everybody. 
They just do because some of them are horrible bastards. Well, they're all fucking horrible bastards. Yeah, so it, so it doesn't need to be a thing that they kill everybody. That's just something that you want based on what happens in the game, isn't it? But no, something I wanted to happen in the game is I could turn it off. Well, you could have turned this off at any given point. But well, then... I could have, but then this would have been a really, really one-sided show. Yeah, well, I, I kind of feel like it might be anyway. <laughs> but, yeah. Not sure about that. Anyway, um, let's move on. Yeah, so we get... Right, so we get the fight with Sub-Zero then, and we get another match outside the ring. So, again, how are some fights... Now, this is a logic gap that I don't understand. How are some fights in a ring and some fights aren't? When they're out of the ring, who's adjudicating? Because well, every yeah, time they're in a the ring, Shang and Sub is watching over it. Yeah, yeah. so this is this is just makes no sense. This is, again, um, this, is just, this is just killing off your competition outside outside the tournament. Yeah. This is just um, fucking murder. Yeah, I, and, and also, Sub-Zero is a complete fucking pushover. Then in mind the awesome fight that we've just had with Scorpion, like Sub Zero literally shows up and just dies almost immediately. Well, yeah, like, he, he, no, he just gets all. impaled on a popsicle. Yeah, he does absolutely fuck all. He's useless, um, which is a shame because Sub Zero was my go-to guy in Mortal Kombat. But there you go. That always annoyed me. Still annoys me. <laughs> Here comes Goro, and this is the only point where we actually see that there are other fighters in the tournament, really. Yeah. Um, where we just, you know, just let bodies hit the floor like just he's fucking cleaning house um his entrance by the way as well um if anybody has any passing interest in wrestling there's no way you can watch this without hearing time to play the game when he fucking when he's backlit and he's got his arms up roaring um and then yeah we go full on rocky four up in here with cage's friend throwing the ring with goro yeah Uh, just again i I get that Cage would take on Goro because he's our secondary threat. So that makes sense. Yeah. But again, this isn't explored enough in the same way that, that Kang's brother isn't explored enough. And it's explored just too quickly yeah. for us to feel anything by it, you know. Um, but, you know, nevertheless, Cage decides. I mean, it's almost like it's almost Game of Thronesian, isn't it? Where it's just like, here's a block of story. Now, here's a block of story. Now, here's a block of yeah. story. You know, it's like, here's Cage's story. Now we're on Sonya for a bit. Now we're on Kang for a bit. Now we'll go back to Cage for a bit. Instead of intertwining all of these and progressing them through the tournament, which is what it needs to have forward momentum. And that's why it feels really like there's no story here. Uh, but we get this scene on the beach with with Johnny and Sonya, and it's absolutely wincing-inducing. Du- like, the dialogue here is awful until they start insulting each other, at which point they just click back into character and the chemistry's yeah. there again. Well, that was it, because he had that early on as well, whereby um, when they're on the boat and there's, there's, he says, oh, what am I, your travel agent? Says, oh, what am I, your secretary? You get this, no, this thing yeah. where they are sparking back and forth all the time. They are, no, they're, they're not impressed by each other. And then for no reason, it seems like there's this softening going mm. into this scene. I was like, yeah. where'd, I, where'd that come from? Where'd it come and the whole from, thing yeah. we were saying, no, I, I can't let him do that to you. Well, hang on, when did you start caring? Yeah, I mean, it's not so much the the motivation behind it as the, as the fucking dialogue itself. I think I mean, like, the dialogue is awful. But again, yeah. it's, it's one of those. And again, we talk about on gaming ones all the time. It's like has has stuff happened off screen to to make them bond in some way because it's, well, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's like we've missed something along yeah, the way. Yeah, I mean, he just wants to get in a pants, and he? he has well, done yeah. it from the second he saw it. So I mean, yeah. I, I, mean, I, it, it, I just, get it. There's, there's, I don't know. It just feels like there's something has happened between. Something must have happened between them. Whereby, actually, she's no, she's not instantly dismissive of him. Yeah, there's yeah, yeah, some definitely. sort of softening, some sort of growth between them. But actually, we don't see it. We don't see it. No, it, it happens off screen. So, but once they start insulting each other again, yeah. fine, all fine for it. Um, okay, then again, massive logic gap for me here. Like, how 
how does this work? So Cage just goes Shang and says, I want to fight Goro. Yeah, that's but not a so, tournament. No, I, this is why I'm saying the tournament mechanic doesn't work. He just goes Shang Tsung and says, I want to fight Goro. And then Shang Tsung says, okay, but in return, I get to fight whoever I choose to fight. And, and that'll be the final battle for Earth. So in other words, the entire tournament has been absolutely pointless because at any given point, Shang Tsung could have just said, I'm going to fight Liu Kang and whoever yeah. wins... Uh, like, I mean, they do attempt to explain it earlier on, you know. Um, yeah, there was a bit about him because he's a pre- he's a former champion. He can enter so he can he choose to enter. Any, but then surely, but surely he has to start at the, start. the bottom. Yes, exactly. Yeah, you've exactly. got to enter the same point as everybody else. You can't just say, right, everybody else has kicked the living shit out of each other for the, for the last three or four matches to a point where they're almost dead. Yeah. Now I'm going to come in and, and, and do my bit. Yeah. That's I, not I, how it works. No, no, I agree. And, and that that is a big, like I said... I don't have an issue with it from a story perspective because he's our villain and he's got beef with Kang and Kang's got beef with him. It makes sense that those two should fight each other at the end. Yeah. What I have an issue with is the plot structure based around this tournament, which is just non-existent and nonsensical. Well, this is the thing, and this this is where it's just lip service to the game. This it's just like, oh well, we need we need a stru- we need a fighting mechanism to get through it. And yeah. If you get through all of these, then you get to Goro, then you get to this boss. That no, that's. That's kind of the, no. That's how fighting games have been set up since the year dot. You know, you you, you build the way up from lowly underdog to kicking the living fuck out of everything that moves. That's how it works. I, I I get that, but it's like, well, if that's what you're doing, do it. If you're not doing that, don't try and shoehorn it in. Yes, exactly. And make it something what, else. And yeah. that's what it, that's what your entire second act is here. It's yeah. just that it's, it's it's by and large it's pointless because it doesn't mean anything. No, no, it doesn't. The, the whole tournament setup is just utter nonsense. Um, it would be better if they were just fighting through waves and waves of ninjas to get to Shang Tsung. Yeah. Uh, it would have made more sense. But anyway, it's, it is what it is. This is what we got. Yeah. Um, so we get the Goro fight. Um, I mean, you've got to love a nut shot. Like, <laughs> yeah. this, this fight, this fight, short as it is, works really well. It just, it does a massive disservice to Goro. I was going to say, the, the built problem up with as that, our champion. Yeah, he's been built up so much. And then not only, not only does he succumb to an early nut shot, which was fucking hilarious, I've got to be honest. Yeah, I, 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 I'll give it that one. I, I, I'd forgotten about that because it's been so long since I've seen it. I'd forgotten entirely about that. So, yeah, no, drops to his knees, punches him in the balls. Fine with that. I haven't got a problem with that. Then he, then he, then he runs for it again. Don't have a problem with that. He's clearly got a plan. He's, no, he's going no, to make it. It looks like he's running away. He's going to make his escape. And then, yeah, it's, it's, it's almost as if you get to the point where it's like, right, okay. We've done this bit, and you can see clear as day what's going to happen. You can see he's going over that edge. Yeah. And you get the nice payoff where, no, no, this is where you fall down. That's all fine. That works really well. I think the problem is, as you say, it's a massive disservice to Goro because he's been built up as this threat, this, um, this really lethal killing, no, this, this killer machine just rinsed through everything that's been put in front of him. Yeah. And it's like, is that it? Well, yeah, it, it feels like, I like the whole setup. I, I love this is where you fall down and the call back to that and push him off the cliff. That all works really well. The net shot is amazing. Um, it, but, like there's no fight. Cage needs to yeah. take a real severe beating first. Yeah. We need to we need to feel the threat. Yeah, you need to think that actually he's about to get pounded into oblivion. Yeah, and, and then we realise that, and then he re- he realises he's on the edge of a cliff and he can get and him. He's up got here. a plan. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, that that's that's totally mishandled. Yeah. Um, and then like this is the only point I'm I'm probably really going to lose my shit with the film but fuck them fuck them all the way in the arse for suddenly making Sonia a damsel in distress yes like fuck them for that because that's well, not who she's been through no. this film at all you've got the whole bit where i say no so all of a sudden she's she's been dragged up and said oh let me go let me go no kick him in the fucking balls yeah 
no, okay, no, do something, fight back. You know, you you you're here to fight. Yes. So fight, not get dragged off like Princess Peach. Yeah. So so you get that. That's that's that. that's a line of talent. And then the next time you see her, not only is she is a damsel in distress tied to a fucking pole or whatever, or whatever she's tied to, she's been changed as well and yeah. has like proper eighties metal hair. Yeah, yeah. So like, just who fuck, has time for that? Fuck them for this. No, absolutely absolutely. ridiculous. Um, I, but I think part of the problem is, you know, we're, we've already had so much story and we're already at the fucking 80, 90 minute mark. We don't have time to explore what's going on with Sonya over in the fucking other realm mm. because we just need to get over there and, and finish up the fucking tournament. Um, sorry, and I'm again, again and this a long is, fucking week. Yeah, I mean, and this is, this is like I said, no, normally I'm saying you need less of a film. You can only strip time out. In this one, you need more because actually they, this, they spent so, so long building the characters up, which is fine. I, I appreciate that. All of a sudden, it's like, oh shit, yeah, we, we we're running out, we're running out of film stock. We've only got four minutes left. Yeah. Let's finish it. We yeah, finish yeah. the film now. Not yeah. that we know anybody's done that. No, um, we, ne- we never did that. No, no, absolutely not. Um, so yeah, fuck them for doing that. Yeah, um, that was ridiculous. That was a complete. That was a complete waste of her character. And then, then we get fucking. So of course, Liu Kang and Johnny now decide they're going to go after her because they're they're our fucking heroes. Yeah. So in they go. Um, and we get the fucking reptile fight, which is just, just, again, just amazing. Just absolutely amazing. Just two of them kicking the shit out of each other. Yeah. Kicking each other through fucking walls. Like, yeah. Now, I think it. this one, I think, I, I, I don't remember um, Mortal Kombat 2 particularly well. Um, obviously, the, 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 all the sets are built, like the, the fight stages in the game. I get that. This is probably the only time where you get any sort of green motif apart from right at the beginning in the film. Yes, yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, but again, you know, again, if that's going to be Liu Kang's motif, then use it. If it's going to be Reptile's motif, then why did we have it earlier on? It just doesn't seem to match. No, it doesn't. I, and again, it is literally one of those things, I think, where they've gone, okay, how do we make this look as cool as possible? And, and that is all it is. It's not there for any kind of. It's not there to signify anything for the character. It's not there as a motif. It's just there because, like, well, it would look cool if we lit it green. That's that's why. Yeah. And, and, yeah, it's just one of those. You think, well, I mean, we, we, we talked a lot on pretty much every show we've ever done about choice and meaning. And yeah. it's one of those you think, well, surely no, surely it can't just be because we had some green filters or we had some green bulbs. We had oh, no, I mean, it's, it's also it's... because he's reptile. Like yeah, that but, that is as deep and, as it goes, and that and, and that, that works from his yeah. point of view. That works, but why then did they do it at the beginning with Kang? Because because it looked cool. But did it? That, was yeah. was green any cooler than any different any other color they could have used? I think it was probably nicer than just blue, which is what they probably would have done otherwise. And it's also a case of like, well, either that or it's got to be daytime, and then he can't be having a nightmare, or we've got to light it like I'm lit here against some sort of weird incandescent magnolia. Which is just horrible. So they went, fuck it, let's go green. Um, yeah. Could have been red, could have been orange. Well, but that's, that's what I'm been... saying. No, it, it just it just smacks of white shoes green because it, it, it's very distracting. But there you go. Why not? It looked cool. I, I think, like, you're absolutely right. With his choice, there's meaning. I just think the meaning in this case is fuck it, why yeah, not? That, that's cool. <laughs> like, I, I think that's what it is, you know? Yeah, maybe. Um, so I mean, who knows? Maybe maybe there is something that we're both missing, but I just yeah. think it's. But but with with reptile, in all fairness, it was a lot more subtle as well. It wasn't this you no know, overlaid, you no know, this holy green shot. It was you had different greens within you know, within the set and everything. So it, it was a lot more subtle. Yeah, I think yeah. That, for me it worked a lot better. Yeah, and I say another great fight. Um, then you know, they sort of fight their way through. We get the tower, which again just calls back to the game. You have to fight your way up the tower. 
Uh, and then you get your, your three challenges. You have to face, face your fear, face yourself, face your enemy, um, which, again, they don't really make too much of. And mm. surely that, again, that needed to be mentioned yeah. in the beginning if we're going to do it, I think. Yeah, well, that's because I think by the time you get Kitana telling him all this stuff, it's just like, oh, well, you need it for this fight now. So let's just shoehorn it in here rather than seeding it and going, right, well, listen, this is kind of what we're going to expect. If you see that earlier on, you've got enough time to forget about it. So when you actually get to the fight, it's like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, instead of instead of literally flashing back to it immediately. Yeah. Um, but having said all of that, and all that's gone before and all the fights before that have been cool as well, fucking hell, this Liu Kang Shang Tsung fight is just, I mean, chef's kiss. Like, this fight is fucking like close quarters rabbit punches flying everywhere just yeah, oh my god like there's nothing amazingly flashy about it you know this isn't like cage and scorpion fighting in fucking hell and breathing fire this is just two dudes punching at the speed of fucking light yeah it's... and i mean don't get me wrong when listen, I, I, i've made no secret but i'm not into fight films and fight games i can't be asked but if you look at when you get more sort of down and dirty fights in films and you look at things like gross point blank um, mm-hmm. Same with Ryan, where you know where they're, he's in the house and they're, they're with a German, and he, and he keeps his throat. They, no, you can you can you can sort of see that. And go right, okay. Well, for all the shit that's going on behind it, all the fantastical supernatural shit that's going on behind it, this as you said, this is two people punching each other in the fucking guts and yeah. just trying to knock seven bells out of each other. Yeah, it's fucking I, great. I'm far more on board with that than I am with shooting you know, spikes out of your fingers and conjuring ice and shit like that. Yeah, um, and, no, this this was far more interesting for me. Oh, it's a fucking great fight. It really is a great fight. And then all the fucking spikes come out and we all see where it's going. Of course, yeah. we know the brother's going to come into it. Um, interesting visual, though, when he does eventually throw Shang Tsung on the spikes. Yeah. And we, we get a close-up of his armpit here. For, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you know you're going to spend the majority of the film with your arms uncovered, normally people would shave. Um, well, yeah. I'm not, and I'm not criticizing that. That's a choice. I certainly wouldn't fucking want to. Um, it's just interesting because you don't see it. Do you you don't. Mm. People shave in films and wrestling yeah. and and yeah. just about everything. Like they always yeah. shave their armpits in, 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 in any sort of combat sport or sports entertainment. Yeah, you know, you're Yeah, because it's it's more it's more aesthetically pleasing. Yeah, you don't want to be no, you don't want to be a fucking sasquatch like me. Yeah, so that was just interesting to me that yeah. <laughs> we see we see his armpit here. You've got a one um, that was just like, oh shit, we haven't done that bit yet. Well, I'm no, I'm I'm not ready for it. Well, we we got to shoot it today. That's it. Oh f- yeah, okay, you're done. Um, this is this is you wrapped. We're just gonna get this one shot off. Oh, yeah, okay. Well. And, and so yeah, that that is our climactic final battle, which is awesome, but just feels hollow because we've had three stories leading up to it, which means we haven't had the real concentration on Liu Kang's arc and his yeah. rivalry with Shang Tsung, other than you killed my brother, so I'm going to fuck you up. Well, that, you can take care of that arc in 10 minutes. Well, yeah, that's it. About the, the, never mind the brother. The world is counting on me. Yeah. I have to do this. this and I've got, I've got to put, put this aside and do, what, no, do what's right, not just what I want to do. Yeah. And even more what it comes down to is, you know, this is in the script clearly for you to read. It's not spoken out loud, but it's clearly there. He's run away from responsibility when we first yeah. meet him. He has run away from this. He hasn't wanted to face it. We only ever see him on his own in his apartment. He seems like he's a loner as well. He seems like a bit of a drifter. Yeah. So now we've had this, like, why would he give a shit about saving the world? As he says, he cares about his brother. Why would he give a shit about saving the world? But now he's made friends. 
Yeah. Now he has Cage and Sonya, and and they've been through this experience together. So now he has something to fight for. And there's your story, and that's what we need to get through: is him rising up and becoming yeah. our champion. But that doesn't happen. What we get instead is you, dirty rat, you kill my brother, <laughs> I kick you under fucking spikes, and that's what you get. Yeah. That was an awful, <laughs> fucking awful impersonation. That was even worse than my Mortal Kombat scream at the start. <laughs> uh, that was fu- I should just give in. That was fucking terrible. But you get what I'm saying. Like, yeah. it's, and that's what this misses. Like I said, I don't, people that say it doesn't have a story are just frankly wrong. The evidence yeah. is here. There is a story. It's just not explored yeah. through a proper plot mechanic and it's not yeah. given enough room to breathe you're right. that's, I think that's the issue it's, it's like we said you're right. i think it's there are two there are two very definite camps that will come to this you've got the people who want more fighting mm-hmm. and we'll go oh, fuck, more fucking talking seriously and then you've got the ones coming and think right okay well they're telling a story and they're just cutting it they're, they're throwing in these short sequences where actually you don't get you don't get enough sense of threat to your main characters yeah uh, because no, and says, "Oh no, right, okay. Well, what's going on? Why are we at this point already? Other than you fight now, you fight now." Yeah. Okay, fine, whatever. I think I think you're right. Uh, I think for me, I would absolutely adore this film if it absolutely nailed either side of that equation. I would love That's it fair. if it was just ninety minutes of kicking the shit out of each other and special effects, and I would love it if it was ninety minutes of the mythology of Mortal Kombat. Where I'm left, and where most people are left, I think, is this weird hodgepodge of what you've got in the middle, which isn't quite right. It doesn't quite hang together, but is still a million times better than, even at this point, when video game adaptations are still quite early on, a million times better than any of us ever thought we'd get. Like, who honestly thought somebody would treat a fucking fighting game with the level of respect that this story actually gives us especially after what they did to street fighter the year before exactly that yeah look at the fucking mess they made of that by trying to fucking reinvent the wheel and tack on this ludicrous story was here they do boil the story back down to its basics and then they attempt to give us this tournament mechanic to mirror the game but they boil it down too much they just go slightly too far in the other direction however what we're left with i don't think is anywhere near a travesty um, and actually, you've only got to look like this is this is still rated four and a half stars out of five on Amazon. It's something like a seven, I think, on IMDb. You know, it's like, yes, it was critically panned because, yes, it has problems, but it's not bad. And if you're tuned into it and I understand you're not, but if you're tuned into it, it's a fucking good time as well. Yeah, I mean, I think when you look at you know, things like Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb and Amazon, Ratings are difficult because the people who are rating it are going to be people who've gone looking for it because they want to watch it in the first place. Yes. So there's a, there's, there's, a, there's a, a, a grain of salt to be taken with that. But I think, don't get me I've been quite, I've not exactly been quite right. I fucking hated this film because it's not my type of film. It was never mm-hmm. going to be my type of film. Uh, but I think you're right. Had, it, had they gone story or fighting, you can could, you could at least appreciate what, no, you can at least appreciate what they're trying to do because they've tried to shoehorn it all together. You kind of go, well, yeah, but they could have done more of that. They could have done more of that, and it, you, you don't get you don't get either either side of what's promised. 
I yeah. think it's just it just sits too much on the fence and goes, well, we need a bit of this and we need a bit of that. We're just going to jump from this to this to this to this, and nobody will notice that actually we're trying to divvy up the time and not really not really do the justice to the story or to the fight sequences. I say fight sequences could give a fuck because I'm just not, I'm not in I'm not into that sort of thing. Um, I did some work um, a couple of years ago with a guy who wanted to make um, a, a zombie martial arts film, and straight away he's like, well, I'm not, that's not something I'm going to be fucking interested. I'm never going to be interested in that. However, I was I was looking for a paycheck, so you know, fuck it, try it. Um, didn't pan out, but you think, well, okay, well, you can see what, no, you can see how that works. But you've, if you're making fight porn, you need to make, you just need to make ninety minutes of fighting, and people who want that will go and see it. Yeah. If you want to make a story where you want no, you want character arcs, you want no, you want backstory, you want depth, then make that, and you can still have an action film out of that. See, many other action films have come before this and after this, but you can't do both. Oh, you certainly can't do both in 90 minutes or 101 minutes. You, you, you can do both. This just doesn't. Yeah. Um, and I think that's that's the thing with it. Um, like I said, I, I think too many people, whether it's Mandela effect or whether it's they haven't seen it all the way through or whether it's they haven't seen it at all and they're passing judgment based on say, other things. A lot, of, a lot of people will have not seen it at all because it's yeah. not that type of film and they've gone, well, it's a shitty computer game fight film, so what do I care? It's bound yeah. to be shit. And to level, you know, to level the criticism at it that there's no story and it's just 90 minutes of fighting is just objectively wrong. You know, yeah. like, like yes, this isn't great. I know that. It doesn't mean I can't enjoy it, but I know it's yeah. not a great film. But it's certainly not bad. You know, and when, like you write people, you know, reviews on Amazon and things like that can be quite biased. But still, you know, I, I'd wager, I haven't looked, but if you look at the reviews for something like Street Fighter, that's certainly not getting four and a half stars from anybody. You know, general consensus out there is that this is just a collection of fights. Uh, but, you know, if it's just a collection of fights, then you'd have millions of five-star reviews for it. Because, yeah, all of those fight, those fucking fighting fans would all go like, yeah, that's what we want. Yeah. You know, it falls in this weird middle ground. You know, there is a story, and I think it's actually... It's fairly well written. It's just misguided, you know. It just needs to be focused. Um, it lacks a plot completely, you know. But the cast are all fucking great. The script works for the most part. It's fucking funny, you know. Um, I don't know. It's just it's just about too many things. There's too it's too much going on is the problem. Um, but look, having said that, I fucking. I had a whale of a time watching it again. I have zero regrets buying it, and I will watch it again in future. I will watch it again just because it cost me eight bucks. You'll have to watch it again to refresh yourself on the story before we watch Annihilation, <laughs> which has nothing to do with this fucking film. This is part of the only, problem. It was only Kang and um, Katana came back, wasn't it? The rest, everyone else was recast. Everyone else was recast. Oh, it's a travesty. Oh. It's, it's supposed to follow straight on, isn't it? Well, yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, so we didn't even get there. Get there. Yeah, yeah. Up. We, didn't, we didn't fucking get there, yeah. So uh, Shang Tsung gets kicked on the spikes. They go back and have this celebration. Yeah. And then this ending, as a 15-year-old kid, blew my fucking mind. Because, like, this is the type of shit that Marvel do now in every single film, and we all love. This wasn't happening in 1995. You didn't get to the end of a fucking film like this. And all of a sudden, a brand new fucking bad guy shows up and yes. we freeze frame before they start kicking the shit out of each other. Yeah. Like, this isn't something like, 
like that's not a good ending it's a fucking terrible one it should have ended with the celebration at the temple then we should have had credits and then that should have been post credits which is exactly how marvel do things now okay but you can clearly see the intent here and i think it needs credit for being ahead of its time you can clearly see the intent here of like actually we know this is pretty good we know that we've got a universe we know there's more stories to tell so Here we go. We're gonna. We're just gonna give it to you. This is where we're going next. You're yeah. gonna show up. Yeah, and I mean, we had it as well with um, with Mario. Yeah, yeah, we and, did and again. And I mean, that was that was a different. I mean, that no, that certainly did make 140 million bucks. Um, no, it was. Uh, it wasn't as well received as this. I mean, th- this had some fairly mixed reviews. I, I seem to remember. Um, whereas Mario was largely panned. Um, but again, they did exactly the same thing. They said, right, okay, we're now setting up movie two mm. because we know we know there's stories to tell because there's games and you know, there wouldn't have been as wide as it would be today, but there, there would have still been fanfic and stuff like that. So there are stories we can tell. There's stuff we can do with these characters. And they bottled it. They chose not to do it, whereas Mortal Kombat went down the route doing Annihilation. But no, again, it's, 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 you're right. So they've gone into it going, right, okay, how do we wrap this up and tell people more is coming. You know, short of doing Mac and me with a speech bubble going, oh, we'll be back. You know, yeah. How, how do you do it? And what they've done is they've actually said, right, we're not going to, no, we're not going to set up another movie. We're going to start another movie right here. Yeah. And it's I, a literal cliffhanger. Yeah. It's... I think, no, credit, I, as you said, credit to them for trying that. Yeah. Um, and when we come to do Annihilation, which I've not seen, um, we'll, yeah. Um, I've, I can't yeah. wait for you to watch Annihilation. <laughs> you hated this one. I cannot wait until we watch Annihilation. Yeah, um, I've I've read as much, so yeah, that'll be that'll be interesting. Um, maybe we'll leave it a while just to let this one simmer down first. Ah, oh, no, it's like it's like a plaster. You just need to rip it off now. You just... <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it, no. So I mean, the end of this film, yes, okay, it's not a good ending. As you said, it would now it would be done. The, the the same ending would have been done in a different way. But that's all it needs. It's not. It's not necessarily a terrible ending. It's, it's just, just the way it's put together. Much like the rest of the fucking film, it's not terrible. It's all. It all fucking works. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's all there. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. No, they they said it. Well, right. Okay. Well, now we know because we we've talked about the emperor all the way through. Yeah. But we've never seen him. We know anything about him. All the way. right. Okay. Now shit. And then and then we cut the black. We cut the credits. And then right. Okay. Fine. Now we know what's coming next. Yeah. So I mean, no. Don't get me wrong. No, that. As, as something to pique your interest, that's there. And if you if you've if you've gone through this film and enjoyed it, that's going to make you want more. Oh man, I've honestly it blew my fucking mind. I was just like, by the time Annihilation actually came out, like it could have been Oscar worthy, and I still would have been disappointed because I was, it was so only like two years fucking, later, wasn't it? I was so fucking hyped up. I was super excited, uh, and then yeah, we got Mortal Kombat Annihilation and. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ! I mean, I, I remember way back when um, uh, when we did Spider Man three and uh, Jonathan guessed it because you were on holiday, and that was a similar thing with him. Is that the, no, there was it wasn't so much what was in the film. What was in the film? There were some several problems with it, but because it was so built up and just where it came in, you know, where he was ready for it and he you know, he was expecting certain things from it, then he didn't get it. Then it didn't deliver what and. No, you're never going to get 100 percent of what you want out of a film or a TV show, anyway. There's always no. interpretational reasons, but it just you no know, because you you go into it thinking right, this is going to do this, or because they did this in the last one, they, no, they need to do this, and then you don't get it. It's like, oh fuck, right, okay, and it just it just leaves you feeling you no know, completely deflated. Yeah, and as you said, it, you know, it could it could have been an Oscar worthy. It could have been the best film in the world. 
I still would have been disappointed. But, Honestly, yeah. I was so fucking hyped up. But then to get what we got, and the like, like that's that's the other thing that people need to remember. You know, when it, when criticism gets leveled at this, it's like just to actually put it next to it, pretty much any other video game adaptation that that you like. Just put it next to them and just have a look. I and like honestly, like and look, Paul W. Sanderson's gone on to make a fucking career out of this shit. Like he is your video game guy. Yeah. Like it, it, he's the guy you go to. All right, he doesn't make good video game adaptations. But he's the guy you go to to make. But they, they keep calling on him to know people. Are, people are obviously liking what he's doing because they keep going back to him. I mean, Resident Evil's a fucking mega franchise at this point. Yeah. Huge, absolutely huge. You know, so clearly, you know, something's he's going doing right. Something right. Yeah, he's but, doing but something again, right. Again, even if you even if you hate this film, I mean, I'm, I'm not a fan. Even if you hate this film, if you're looking at it from a purely Hollywood numbers point of view, this film made over a hundred million dollars of profit. Yeah. It was it, massively successful. Yeah, and yes, okay, the, the, the franchise, the, the game franchise, had a lot to do with that. But this guy directed a movie that made a hundred million dollars of profit for the studio. Yeah, give him more work. Well, that's yeah, what all exactly. they're going to be seeing is look, this dude makes bank. He can make the biggest turds we'll ever see. As long as people pay for it, I don't care. And yeah, that's exactly. what the studios be saying. So I mean, no, and listen, some of his stuff is better than others. Fine. And some of it, some of it I like, some of it I don't. But you think, well, no, as a, from a purely business perspective, if I was investing in somebody and said, right, I've, no, we've got this, we we bought the rights to this video game, have at it. Yeah, he's going to be one of the first people you call. Of course he is. He, like I said, he is he is your go-to guy with fucking Resident Evil. He's just a Monster Hunter now as well. Like, you know, he's your video game guy. But then we also need to remember, like, he did Event Horizon. You know, he's not he's not without talent. No, he's not a one-trick pony at all. No, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, so it, it's just... And, and like I say, you can see that here. Stylistically, there are some good choices here. And they're, they're, and visually as well, they're, no, there's a lot of the design of it. I, I know they've borrowed a lot from from the um, the fighting stages from, from the game. I get that. But yeah. even when they're building up the, the mountain and the island, you've, you know, you've got the gargoyles, you've got the statues, you've got you know, yeah. all this sort of stuff. That's, you know, that's come from a creative point of view. That's not just, right, what can we rip out of the games? Because you don't have these in-between areas. No, and I think, you know, in lesser hands, what script we have here, which I've praised, would be flushed down the toilet. In in lesser hands, this would be, no, no, fuck that, more fighting. Yeah, it would be pulled apart and go, we don't need that, we need to flush this bit out. Because people want to see Scorpion, people want to see Sub-Zero, so fuck the talking, get in more fighting. Yeah, and he doesn't do that. And also, like I say, you know, the leads, the performances from the leads, and the performances even from Christopher Lambert, they're all good. You know, they're all good performances. Like, they're not Oscar-winning performances, but they're all good. And that all, that's got to stem from the director, to pull all of that together. And especially when you've got these three fucking separate stories going on. Like, to pull them together and do anything even resembling a coherent whole, which, let's be fair, as I said all along, it does. Like, yes, the plot doesn't work, but it does just about fucking hang together because everybody's arc reaches its end. That's a fucking feat. That really is a feat with something like this. They certainly didn't manage it on fucking Mario Brothers, did they? No. And they, do you know I mean? They haven't managed it on many other video game adaptations since. It's only recently, you know, with the advent of your Detective Pikachu's, and I've not seen Sonic, but I'm led to believe that's very good, that people are actually taking this shit seriously enough to treat it with respect. But well, actually, they were doing it as early as 1995. Well, that's the thing. I mean, no, you look at game... No, games are a thing now. Mm-hmm. Where, no, whereas it used to be you had 
film actors and TV actors, and then people who did voiceovers for games, so like the redheaded stepchildren. You know, TV was bad enough. But you you do, you do video games seriously? What the fuck's the matter with you? Are you are you really that shit? You can't act. No, you can't act. You ever pay back? That's the only work you can get. Now all of a sudden, you've got no, you've got a listers doing TV because there's more money in it. There's a bigger audience in it. And you've got you know, the amount of work that goes into games now. You look at you know, the Uncharted games or, the, or any of the Naughty Dog games, the amount of story that goes into the production value that goes into it, all of a sudden, these are big things. These are big deals. To a point where you've got you know, BAFTA have their own you know, th- their own um, criteria for games. Mm. It wouldn't surprise me if the MPAA, the MPAA do the same before long as well. You'll have an Oscars of video games yeah. because you know, such as you know, such an art form as they are becoming. So, And it's it's only then... It's only then right that you, it comes full circle and actually you go, right, okay, well, we want to adapt these video games, like again with Uncharted now, like again with Last of Us now. We want to adapt these and tell these stories in a different way for a bigger audience. Yeah. And so it, it's interesting to see it coming around. And as much as I dislike this film, as much as I really fucking dislike Street Fighter as well, you need that to get you to this point because all of a sudden people, you know, people will start taking it seriously. And obviously our culture has changed completely since the early 90s as well. Now, video games are for nerds. Comics yeah. are for nerds. Marvel and fucking DC, you know, just don't bother. Yeah. Now all of a sudden they're, you know, they're major entertainment franchises. Yeah. And so you no, know, so there's been that big shift as well. And all of a sudden people want them. You know, people are interested in video games and seeing how that works. And as a as a studio, you're thinking, right, okay, well, you know, your your average 50, 55, 60 year old ain't gonna be playing video games, but we think they'll really enjoy the story of Last of Us. So let's make it a TV show. Let's make it a movie. Let's go and do that. And I think that's you know, that's where we've come to. And I think. You've got to give credit to a lot of these early adaptations for the, the, the paving the way. And again, looking at Resident, Resident Evil, it says a massive franchise. And Huge. Again, I, I haven't seen all of them. The ones I've seen have been kind of all right. I've seen the first one. And I think I hated I, it. I think I've seen the first two, and I didn't hate them as much as I hated this. Um, so they've, they've been all right. But again, they've spawned a franchise to a point where people are saying, right, we can invest more money, we can make more games. I know they're remaking the old games for the next gen consoles at the moment, but. I mean, there are what eight, nine Resident Evil games. Uh, well, canonically, we're on, we're just about to get eight, I think. Yeah. But then there's all, there's all the there's revelations and all of those as well. So there, there are fucking loads of them. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, you know, th- that has spawned a thing. So the, it's and it's kind of self perpetuating. You get more games, therefore you get more, you get more input for movies, and then you get more yep. money for more games and more interest. So you know, you've you've got to look at you, know, you. You can't look at these in isolation. They they are all related. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. You know these. These guys were the trailblazers, and I feel like Paul W.S. Anderson especially, like, he is the guy. If you had to point your finger at somebody and say, you know, who's the godfather of video game adaptations, like, he is your guy. Like, like Uwe Ball had a stab as well. It's not a dude with Angry Birds, is it? No, I mean, Uwe Ball had a stab as well, but his were just absolute shit and bombed. Whereas, at least with Paul W.S. Anderson, like, he turned back. So, without him... You know, I mean, you even you can even blow this argument up even further and go, well, without him, you know, how many people got interested in Resident Evil as a result of the films rather than the games? Did that backdoor some people into games as well? Yeah. You know, when you start you start looking at it that way. So that's that's, that's what I mean. They're kind of self-fulfilling. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, you know, I, I think I think this film deserves way more credit than it gets. And I think actually with the advent of. The new film coming out, people, certainly some of the reviews I've seen, people are starting to look back. And I actually think that history is going to treat this a lot more kindly than uh, than it did when it came out. I, I think 
comparisons that have been made between the new adaptation and this one generally tend to favor this one um which you know make of that what you will because everybody thought this new one was going to be like the one that does it um but pretty much resoundly everything i'm reading just says well actually they should have just followed what they did in the first one and look I didn't watch the fucking TV show and I hated Annihilation. So it's not like, and like I said, I'm not even the biggest Mortal Kombat fan. I am a Street Fighter guy, but there is something about this that just, just works for me. Like I I love the lore of Mortal Kombat, even if I don't like the games and I like the characters and they gave me that. They gave me Scorpion and Sub-Zero just kicking the shit out of people. They gave me Goro. Goro was a fucking puppet as well. You know, they gave me everything I could possibly want. And, it didn't suck. And I know that's a backhanded compliment. <laughs> but, you know, some of the fucking shit we watch on this show, to just be able to stand up and say, yeah, it didn't suck, is a pretty big compliment. I mean, look, it's a fucking four-beer movie, you know, by that metric. But even when I was 15, it was probably a fucking four-beer movie. When my kid was four-strongbow movie at that point. But it didn't suck. And... Oh my fucking kidding! I love it. It didn't just not <laughs> suck. I love it. I do. Yeah, I love. I fucking enough. love this film. It's got. It's got us. I've got a soft spot for it. It has a place in my heart. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I'm. That's it. I'm having watched it. I say over the last couple of days, having and having not seen it in twenty plus years because I wasn't interested. I've come in and gone right. Okay. Well, there's there's an inherent bias which says I fucking hate fight movies. I'm not interested. You no. Know, you get the. I mean. Rocky is probably the exception because I don't. It's a sports movie rather than a fight movie. And it, it, it's it's more about the character than it is about the fighting. This no, I've so you can I, I came into this thinking right. Okay, well, it's a fight movie about a game I fucking hated. I'm not interested in the game. Not interested in fight films. So this was never going to be up my street. There there were bits of it which, which I thought were quite good. I said I some of the no, the way they they blended the three stories. I thought. There was potential there. There Some of the dialogue was fucking awful. Some of it wasn't bad. But it was never going to tick the boxes for me. So I've come out of it going, right, well, I fucking hate this film. But I went into it hating it as well. I can can see there are bits to it which weren't as bad as I remembered. And there were bits of it which I just entirely repressed anyway. Um, But, yeah, for me, it was just a waste of an hour and a half because I was never going to appreciate that sort of film. Yeah. I I mean, I think I've got got to be honest with that. It was never going to be a film I was going to enjoy. But I went into it with an open mind and a slightly emptier wallet. Um, and it, it was what it was. I say Annihilation, I'm really not looking forward to because it, on the back of this one, I'm thinking, right, I could, no, I really couldn't fucking care less now. The only, thing, I, the only, thing, I'd, the only thing I would favour less at the moment is being anally penetrated by that thing that comes out of Scorpion's hand. <laughs> I can't fucking wait to watch Annihilation with you now, honestly. Um, I... I have the complete opposite. Like obviously, as as we've gathered over the course of this podcast, I came from it in the complete opposite standpoint of you. Uh, I was always like, if this would have had to absolutely just suck balls for me to like not love this because I loved it so much as a kid, and it's so it's so inherently something that I enjoy fighting games in general and and video games as well. So it this has got me written all over it. So I was coming to it from it. it <sighs> It had to lose me, basically, whereas it had to win you. Yeah. Um, and, and I think, actually, that that's made for one of the more interesting episodes we've had, because generally we do tend to come at these things from a fairly even keel, but clearly yeah. we disagree on this one. So it's interesting <laughs> to have counterpoint um, rather than us both going, well, that was shit or that was great. So, yeah, it's interesting that it's actually been a discussion. But 
all right, look, I think I know the answer then, but is it better than Mario? I think there are aspects to it which are. I think in, from an enjoyment an enjoyment factor for me, then no. But I think there are bits that are technically better. Um, right. But if I know, I do now own both of them, annoyingly. Um, if it was a choice between Mario or Mortal Kombat, it wouldn't be Mortal Kombat. And that's that's normally how that metric works, isn't it? I do the same as well, where I know there are some films that are better, but it comes down to like if the two are in front of you right now, yeah, which one and, are you putting on? Yeah, I, I if and uh, I, and it's not just because I watched it within the last couple of days, whereas Mario I haven't watched since we did the show on it. It just doesn't do a great deal for me. I've got to be honest. Okay, that's but fair enough. Uh, for me, it absolutely is better than Mario without a shadow of a doubt, and that's no disrespect to Mario. Um, I think they're probably on a fairly even keel because Mario is mm. when we watched it, that wasn't as bad. No, uh, we said at the time point. as people said it was. Um, just for me, this pool and, and look, that's a character that I dearly fucking love. I'm a Nintendo yeah. kid through and through, but at no point in that film do they have a fight in hell and set shields on fire <laughs> and punch each other in the balls. And there's no armpit here. There's no yeah. Like but, you, but you did have dancing goombas or swaying goombas. You did have dancing goombas, but this has Goro getting punched in the nuts. That is true. I, I, I mean, that's... You've got I, to get I'm sold. for a nut shot. I, I'm sold. So for me, yes, this one's better than Mario. Yeah, um, um, as it's as it split the room, um, which, as, as you said, we don't normally do, um, I'd love to know what people think. Um, the, the general consensus of people I've spoken to is that this is a shit film, but I don't know many people who will have watched it recently because they think it's shit in the first place. So, yeah, if you whatever your thoughts on this one, please, 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 please get in touch. We'd love to know what you think. Um, on Twitter, at ddpodcastnet. You can go to our website, ddpodcast.net, where you can also pick up our previous episodes and other shows as well. Uh, on YouTube and Facebook with the Double Lung Podcast Network, uh, wherever you get your podcasts from, be it iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Amazon Music. Like, share, subscribe, uh, leave some messages back to you as best we can. But until next time. See you later.